Welcome to the Healthy Podcast, where we invite you to invest in your well-being and unlock the secrets of vibrant health, peak performance, and wellness. Join us, Sebastian Mirau and Johannes Kettelhout, co-founders of Australia and New Zealand's leading wellness company, as we dive deep into the science, strategies, and stories that empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. Whether you are a CEO, high achiever, entrepreneur, elite athlete, health enthusiast, scientist, or self-improvement seeker, together we will explore the cutting edge of biohacking techniques and holistic health practices with world-class experts that optimize your mind, body, and spirit. With each episode, you will walk away with practical and actionable steps to integrate in your daily life. Are you ready? Let's elevate your well-being. So welcome to the Healthy Show, John. I'm so excited to hear from you about you and your fascinating work and also about the path that you have taken. John, your career in child protective services and clinical supervision for traumatized teens led to the creation of the Rapid Resolution Therapy. And um, can you share some pivotal moments or experiences that inspired you to develop the RRT and, and how did it evolve over time for you? Thank you. Um, so my, my initial step into anything to do with this stuff was as a, um, as a child protective service worker. I, it's something that, that all of a sudden I found myself a, a, assigned to. Um, I didn't know anything about how to do that. Um, I had a degree in history. They, they didn't talk about doing that, that's for sure. Mm. Um, of course, my supervisor had better training. She had a degree in art history. Between history and art history, that's what we had in order to go and knock on doors and deal with people that were uh, uh, neglecting or abusing or yeah. being sexual with their children. That was my beginning um, and I did that for a number of years and then worked for this place that housed and attempted to assist runaway, throwaway kids. So I saw, I experienced lots of uh, traumatic stuff. Then later, as I began to meet with people in order to assist them individually to make a difference in how they're mind processes things, I realized that nothing that they taught me in graduate school had any pertinence at all. I mean, nothing was, in fact, I remember calling my buddy and saying, man, you got to help me. He said, what's the matter? I said, I, I'm realizing I fell asleep during the important classes in school. And he said, what do you mean? Well, all the classes on how you become useful or do anything useful for anybody. How do you deal with trauma? How do you deal with anxiety? How do you deal with depression? How do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? I said, I must have fallen asleep. He said, dude, you didn't fall asleep. They didn't cover any of that. I said, but, but I've got a license to mess with people. He yes. says, you better go to a postdoctoral program. I did that. And there they told me 
that the reason people are troubled is because something bad happened. They didn't get to fully express the feeling. It's stuck inside. I need to find a way to help them to understand it and release it, which means to feel it, which means to re-experience it. Next thing I know, my job seems to be to cause people to re-experience the very best, worst moments of their lives and to cry and to sob and to pound and to vomit. And so I did that for a while. And I thought, well, I sure as hell hate this job, but somebody's got to do it, and it probably should be me. If I had done a better job initially protecting these kids, then maybe I wouldn't have all these messed up people. So I got to figure it out. I did it and did it and did it, and finally I stopped doing it when I realized it didn't work. And then I realized there wasn't anything that I knew that worked. And that's when I started sort of developing different processes from a very different perspective. And, 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 and that's how this sort of began. What I was looking for is, how do you assist people who, have, who are troubled because of something they experienced previously? That, I mean, that was the question. That's what I began to take a, a look at, Sebastian. And, and, and what I found was one theory is, well, when she was being raped, she certainly was not in an experience where it was a good idea to look to express her feelings. When she's getting yes. raped, she's not trying to express feelings. She's trying to not be dead. And so I understand this theory that then the feelings didn't get expressed and they're trapped. But I threw that out and I developed another way of thinking about it, which is that the mind hasn't fully gotten the good news that this thing is no longer happening. Gotcha. So I don't... So. The, the, the therapist who's trained traditionally to deal with this is basically kind of trying to cause the person to be feeling like it is happening. Uh-huh. So there's this gal that's been raped and you're sitting with her and she was raped two years ago, but you're trying to make her feel like she's being raped currently. Are you saying... So so just, just to rewind on this mechanism that a human seem to have, when, when you're in a dangerous or life-threatening situation like rape, at that moment, you don't express your feelings, which makes sense. Just in theory, what if you express your feelings when something bad happens to you? If you express it straight away, does it mean it, it's less likely to create trauma? I don't know. Not necessarily. Okay. Because oh, okay. the experience expression of feelings doesn't seem to me to cause them to disappear. Uh -huh. So the whole foundation of what I was yes. taught doesn't make sense. And, and here's the thing. If, if your listeners have ever known somebody, lived with somebody, or heard of somebody who was very rageful and punishing and angry. 
Do you feel like because he was really screaming, yelling, cursing, and pounding on you last night that it's probably a very safe place to be now because he got all those feelings out? Right. Of course not. Personal you feel opinion. like, Personal. yeah, I'm with a freaking maniac, and he's yes. likely to be a maniac tonight and tomorrow and the next day. Um, so feeling it, the, the whole notion, feel it to heal it, doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me. And, 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 and mental health professionals worldwide are encouraging people to feel it, yeah. to heal it, which means feel the worst moments of your life. So, for instance, in, in the United States, there's this Veterans Administration, and yes. they care for or they supposedly care for people who have medical and psychological issues, probably as a result of, of, of service in the military. Um, and, and so the guys that are going in there who have been traumatized, I mean, they were crawling through the mud getting shot at. I mean, they had real traumatic, horrible stuff, but they're not going to therapy. And they say, "Oh no, it's too, it's too scary, it's too painful." I mean, they, they they went to the jungle and got shot at, but now they're afraid to go to therapy. Well, I understand that because they're likely to have somebody telling them to re-experience those <clears throat> terrible moments again and again and again. The good news is, you absolutely don't ever have to do that to get better. That is such good news. It's really good news if you have been experiencing the negative effect from some prior experience and then going into some kind of treatment which encourages continuing to feel it, but feel it more, feel it stronger. You don't have to do that. You absolutely don't have to do that. Um, here's the difference. See, what I believe is that um, our human minds are more advanced than every other life form. Kangaroos didn't build London. Uh, giraffes don't build airplanes. Human yeah. mind is more advanced. Human mind can do something that no other life form can do. Humans can reminisce. We might meet in the future and say, hey, remember that first meeting? Remember when you said this and I said that and we had fun with yes. that? Rabbits don't do that. I don't think rabbits do that. I don't think hawks do that. I don't think kangaroos do that. So our mind's more advanced. That's why we can build cities. We can conceive of past and plan for future. Um, other life forms don't do that. As our mind became more advanced, Sebastian, it still had to do the other stuff. In other words, when, when his mind is becoming more advanced, he can't very well say, well, today I'm learning algebra, so I'm not yeah. going to bother with circulation. Um, <laughs> I have to keep right. circulation going even <laughs> while learning algebra. So mind, more advanced mind, developed sort of separate, apart from the more primitive mind. People tend to identify with the more advanced part of their mind, and they call it I. Okay. And then they call the rest of the thing self. And then you hear people say things like this. I, I need to um, 
calm myself down so I can get myself motivated and then hopefully I can get myself started. I hope I can keep myself going. Um, but I don't know because I have trouble uh, controlling myself and my uh, coach told me I needed to discipline myself. So I'm trying to discipline myself, but it's hard to discipline myself. And that makes it so, you know what, I guess I just don't like myself. But my um, uh, psychologist told me that I, I, I have to like myself. In fact, I, I found out I need to love myself. So then I realized I did not like myself. I hated myself. So I hate myself and I have to love myself. How the hell am I going to love myself if I hate myself? And people get trapped into these ridiculous inner conversations. That yeah. no, no other life form is thinking about this. Ducks are not thinking about, well, I got to motivate myself to swim across the pond. It, it's not, it's not happening. With this more advanced mind, it didn't, it got more advanced, but it didn't get integrated. It's like an advanced component got slapped on top of a primitive component. It's like you hooked your Blu-ray player up to your old black and white television. It, it doesn't work. Yes. If you, if you have any doubt about when I say the way our mind developed doesn't work, just look at the front page of any newspaper any day of the week. Don't open the newspaper. It gets very yep. dangerous in there. Front page, on the cover, <laughs> any day, any paper, and you'll realize, whoa, something must be wrong with this freaking instrument. Because, I mean, what are we doing? Running around the planet, making other species extinct on their way, on our way to making mm. humans extinct, so that there's um, nothing left but roaches and robots. Why is this going on? Because the unit that's doing all of it isn't integrated, isn't together, is dysfunctional. So specifically, what happens, Sebastian, is that although here he's got the news, yes, the, yeah. the war is over. He yeah. might even know the war is over and I won. Yeah. But here, he's still experiencing it as if it's about to happen, is actually happening, just finished happening, all at the same time. So what's the solution? The yes. solution is to communicate with this thing called self and say, hey, excuse me, Mr. Self, but we have some good news for you. Oh, what's that? Well, nobody's raping you. Really? Are you sure? Absolutely. Oh, that's really good news. You know what else? Nobody's shooting at you. Nobody's beating you. Um, the kids aren't making fun of you. You're, you're yeah. not in the ridiculous school system any longer. Um, the good news is that you survived this crap. And maybe you just went through what's considered a normal uh, life with good parents yeah. and good schools and good everything. And if that's the case, you still went through a lot of crap. But most people didn't have it that lucky and they went through even a whole lot more crap. Um, yeah. What's the solution? The solution is to fix, to repair, to rewire this individual's mind so that it works for him. Yeah. That's it. And guess whose job that is? Mine. 
So if you came to me and you were concerned about something, I would say, okay, well, it's my, it's my intention to make sure that our meeting is valuable. I want you to like it. I want you to love it. I want you to feel good about it. And I want you to feel satisfied through time, next week, next month, next year. That's what I'm aiming for with you. And it's my responsibility to make it happen. That sounds almost too good to be true because to me, I found that the world is full with traumas and, and everyone has their own trauma. It makes it as big or small, I guess, as the individual feels it like. When you, when you talk about school and bullying, I don't know how many years. I would say, even though my school trauma, and it started in year one, I was dyslexic, didn't work and so on. And therefore, like I was always the underdog and tried to prove myself by beating people up or being just really naughty. And that continued until I was 16, so 10 years. I would say it took longer than being 26, so another 10 years, to actually feel worthy of the world of however I perceived the first 10 years. You know, not casting any blame. It just somehow became that. And I would have loved to have a tool that would have prevented me to go 10 years at least of having so much self-doubt. Um, but how do you have access to something like that? And how does it work? Um so the thing that is advanced that people call I yes, and the thing that's more primitive that people call self. And so he's identifying with I trying to manage self. I'm trying to cheer myself up, get myself calm, whatever. Um, those two things see the world differently, I and self. And don't know what to make of each other. So I'll give you a, 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 a silly yeah. but scenario illustrating what's going wrong. You yeah. and I are hanging out and you say, gee, I'm cold. I'm really uncomfortable. And I say, Sebastian, give me just a moment. I come back in with a fan, big fan, and a water spray bottle. And I turn the fan on, I pointed at you, take the water bottle and start spraying your whole face and head and body with this water till you're soaking wet with a fan on you, shivering like hell. And that's when you say, you know what, I hate you. And I said, why would you hate me? You say, why would I hate you? I just told you I'm cold. And you throw water all over me and put a fan on me. That's why I hate you. I hate you. I told you I'm cold. And I said, yeah, cold. And you go, yeah, cold. And I say, yeah, cold. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So then you realize, oh, my goodness, John isn't evil. He's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling him I'm too cold. He thinks I'm not cold enough. Uh, so a language problem. How does it get solved? How could somebody solve that for themselves? I don't know. But I can tell you how I would solve it for somebody. Yes. I learned the language that the thing called self understands. And then I tell it in language that it understands what to do. And it does it. Now, what for instance. Language? Sorry, yes, 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 you go. For instance. I never find anybody who tells me that they are 
unhappy with something or want something else, who's thinking of it, Sebastian, in a way in which their own mind would understand what they're talking about, for instance. Think of you're in a speech class. Yeah. And they give you an impromptu topic right there. They say, okay, you're going to speak something about nutrition. Hmm. Guy gets up, he speaks about fiber and how important fiber is. Next gal hmm. gets up and she says, it's a good idea to eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and fruits and vegetables of various colors. Third person gets up and says, if you hold an orange, you can squeeze it and feel how firm it is. If you tug the skin off, you can feel the skin resist as you tug it, but you can get every piece of that orange off. There's that white stringy stuff underneath and then the orange. Now squeeze it, but gentle. Notice how different it feels. So much softer, right? If you squeeze it a little bit more, a droplet of the juice is released and there's a fragrance and you could capture it in your tongue. You could even take a big bite and it'll squirt all inside of your mouth. Um, so three speeches. Which one caused the people in the audience's salivation to increase? The third Number one. three. Yes. Um, when people are stuck and troubled, they're not talking to their mind in a way that their mind even understands. They're talking about fiber, they're talking about fruits and vegetables, they're talking about concepts, they're talking about generalities, they're talking about things that unconscious doesn't get. So my job is, I get a sense as to what is this individual looking for? Let's say, for instance, she says, um, I um, uh, am very knowledgeable on my subject, and it's interesting. So it would be a good thing for me to get out there and talk about it and let people know what it is and what I can do and what I know. But the thought of doing that terrifies me. I know it's not dangerous to give a talk. I mean, they might not like me, but they're not going to shoot me. Um, so terror doesn't seem appropriate to me as a response and it's stopping me and I can't get it to go. And I tell myself to stop being so nervous, to stop being so crazy. It's not so dangerous. What the hell is the matter with me? I tell myself to man up, to move forward, to get it done. But I can't seem to get it done. I'm broken. I'm no good. It doesn't work. Something's wrong. I'm weak. I'm a coward. I'm screwed up. Um, what's the solution for me? to tell her mind at the deepest level that it's perfectly safe and interesting to get up in front of people and give talks. And even if they don't like it, you're absolutely safe. You're as safe as you were as if you didn't do it. I guess we're never safe. But you're not any more likely to get shot giving a yeah. talk than you are to get shot while grocery shopping, you yeah. know? Um, so I tell the mind, no, there's no danger here. And then the mind goes, oh, well, that's good to know. Um, and so she's no longer nervous. Yes. She's no longer nervous because we've told her mind it's not dangerous. She already knew it wasn't dangerous. But the thing called self 
which regulates all the feelings and thoughts and that stuff didn't know it wasn't dangerous. So the solution is to let her know that. Um, but boy, it's unlikely that somebody will run into somebody who will do that for them. What they're well, probably going to do just... is go to somebody who's going to tell them they ought to meet with them regularly for a long time and discuss yeah. what was annoying yeah. about their upbringing. Yes. Um, um, you know, this is fascinating and, and it's great that it works for really extreme cases. But you know, I talked yesterday to someone who will never board a plane because she's so scared about that. I talked last night in the middle of the night to a child of mine about um, their nightmare and, and how to overcome that. And like I probably every day some conversations to my kids and sometimes I'm succeed. The problem is, I don't know why I sometimes succeed in helping them to overcome their fear. And sometimes well, I, I can don't. tell you that you're an unusually bright, kind and charismatic guy. And you have the intention of causing the fear to go away. And you watch what you're doing and notice the effect. Hmm. And that shifts what you do to get the effect you'd like. You're an effective communicator. But I can also guess that nobody's ever really taught you how to do any of it. Certainly not, no. So we go to school and they have time to teach us the most useless bullshit that could possibly <laughs> be comprehended. How do you spell worm guts and battles uh, yeah. that, that, that yeah. aren't in existence? And the names of generals that have been dead for 100 years. Mm. Uh, and, and not just to know them, to spell them and all this nonsense. But did they tell you what to say to your best friend when his father dies? Yes, yes. I don't remember the class on that. Did they tell you how to resolve a conflict with your girlfriend? I don't remember a class on that. So all of this stuff that actually matters to cause people to have successful, good, rich lives isn't ever taught. Um, so I, I think the school system is, 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 is just so lax and that's where um, a, a lot of the problem begins. Um, you know what the school system has in common with the mental health industry, the education industry, the mental health industry, and you can tell me about the countries you've been in, because yeah. I, I know primarily where I've been, which is the yeah. United States. So tell me from from where you are. But um, uh, here, the educational industry only blames the people that it has failed for its own ineptitude. Yeah. In other words, you don't hear teachers come up and say, I'm sorry, I didn't do a very good job of conveying knowledge. Because I think that even though awareness is missing, what it could look like. I, I sometimes found that when I look into a bit alternative um, education system, but you know, whatever you talk about, no, we talk about education. And, and I certainly would say most people are just not aware of that even so they don't look for tools that you have developed for your particular area. They don't, they don't look and what they do instead is they apply credit, blame, pride and shame in order to control these kids. And if they're not successful, they blame the kid or the kid's parents. 
Do yes. they ever blame themselves in your country? They never blame themselves yeah. here. Yeah. Never, never, never. I mean, some kid um, comes back to the school. He went to that school. He comes back and shoots a bunch of people. I never hear the principal of the school say, gosh, I guess we messed up with that one. Yes, yes, that's a good point. They, they don't think they did anything wrong when they educate somebody who comes back and shoots everybody. I mean... So, John, how do you know the language, the right language then to talk to people correctly? Well, well the first, it, it's to talk to various facets of the mind effectively. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and for instance, right there, when I spoke about the orange, okay, you're yes. holding an orange, um, yeah. and you can feel its firmness. Yes. And you can feel the tug when you pull the skin off piece by piece. Yeah. So there I'm speaking to the thing called self, because there you kind of could see it and feel it, and experience it, and your mouth got wet. Um, that means communication with your unconscious. Now, of course, it, it is more complex than that, but that's an example yeah. of how you can say something um, to unconscious that it will respond to. For instance, for you, my friend, you're such an open guy and very learned, but I wonder... Is there, if you had the opportunity, if we could, if we could shift, change, or improve anything about the way you think, feel, act, react, interact mm -hmm. with people, the way you feel, or the way you think, or the way you act automatically, if there's anything we could shift that would make your life significantly better, what would it be for you? Yeah. I, for me, I think it's it's often I don't give myself credit, and and that's that's okay. But sometimes knowing actually I'm I'm a good dad, for example, or I'm a good leader of my team, would actually help to feel confident to give more and and to do more of that. You know, like it, um, so for me, it's it's often self awareness that I'm lacking or self confidence to really say like I I so I have four kids, soon five. And I get a lot of feedback from people externally. I haven't seen well-behaved or kind kids like that for a long time. Your family looks, you know, like it's really harmonious and it is. Somehow, I still don't have that view of that family. I mean, not saying we have a terrible family, but there's always this, it goes so many notches down. Sebastian, there. I would say isn't, yes, it, sorry. Not, isn't it not just that you don't have that view, but that you have to some degree had an opposing view? I always think, oh, it could be better. That's the opposing view. And it's not mm. just I could become better now. It's I should have been better already, hasn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So if you look at that, that's the communication that's been going on through your mind. You should have done better already. You should have done better previously. Mm. You should have lived a better life previously that's the thing that goes around in your has been going around in your mind okay um how did that get there well because the way we raise children how could that not have gotten there 
So right. they do that. <laughs> they do things to make kids feel bad and inadequate in order to get them to do better. It's the stupidest thing, but it's what they do. So that got into you. And yeah. hence, your beautiful mind wants you to do well, be a great father, be a great dad, have a lot of fun, be a great professional, get things done. And so mm -hmm. it tells you that you're a screw up in order to motivate you to do an excellent job. That's how it has been. Remember that? Yes. Like it goes right up till now. Remember it? Yes. Create an avatar. Create a guy. You make him up in your mind. Yes. He's not you. He doesn't look like you, but he's about your age. Looks different. Maybe he's got red hair that pops up on top. See him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your avatar. Now, the way he serves you is you watch him do it in the way that you think would be um, better. So this guy is interacting with his kid. At the end of the thing, um, you know, it was a difficult conversation. He realizes, yeah, that was all right, but that didn't, I, I don't love it. I don't love it. And then he says, well, okay, that's how it is. And this is what I'm planning the next time I do this connection on this thing. And he kind of sees himself doing it the way he'd like, and he moves forward. Yeah. So that would be better, wouldn't it? 100%. So you just saw it, didn't you? Yes. Now, finally, your unconscious knows what there is to do. To, to what you're going to find happening, Sebastian, yes. is the other will still come up, but yes. not quite as much. And more frequently, you'll start to notice, huh, I just thought of how I wanted to do it better. Instead of thinking I should have already, I thought of how to. Yes. Um, it's like the difference. I don't know how to cook. You come over and say, I'm hungry. I say, well, I don't know how to cook. And you say, well, you should know how to cook. What's the matter with you? You're a yeah. screw up. You should have had food for me. Or you say, oh, yeah, really? It would be fun to teach you. Gotcha. Um, so I'm seeing you where when you have gone through a interchange with one of your kids and you realize, not bad, but I'd like it even better. Yes. Then what you'd like better is future, not past. So I'd like to do it better. See that, that's what the avatar is doing. He sees it in his mind. And then he does it that way next time. Would yeah. that be all right? Yeah, that would be perfect. Okay, it's already beginning. Yeah, because yeah. the thing that happened is, this is not any different from what you've been wanting, but where you've been wanting it, your intellect has not gotten the message up till this moment through to the rest of your mind. Yeah. Now, all of your mind knows what you intend. And this is it. You have an experience, 
and then if you would like things better, you show yourself an example of how you would handle it future. Yes. That's it. How yeah. was it different? It used to be you would show yourself the example of how you should have already done it different previously. Yes. So that's really an alter ego that I perceive and see and want to morph into. Yeah, yeah, your avatar. Um, yes, my avatar. Kids will know what that means. Uh, yes. Your, your, your avatar. Um, you create that and that thing represents you to your mind. So if you want your mind to do something, you show it this thing, this redhead thing, you yes. show your mind that guy doing it so, a few times. Yes. So, so like, like I, quite, quite, I thought it was quite picturesque. I don't know if picturesque is the right word. When you talked about the, the war hero, the, the, the veteran coming home, what this person, what you would suggest to this person, similar to what you suggested to me, is like, how would you like to see someone who comes home from hard work, a big job and a really honorable job, to act when they are back in the that civil world? That thing is so, yeah. see, what you spoke about yeah. is, is an improvement on what's working very well already. So I can pick okay. it up right here for you, okay. uh, and and I didn't even ask you, can I do this? It just happened, and it was okay with that. With yeah. this other thing, okay, I'm talking to this guy, and um, what's um, what's bothering you? Well, when I was over in the service, this guy was running toward me, and I thought he had a grenade, and he was going to blow everybody up, and I didn't want that to happen, so I shot him. But then when I got closer, it wasn't a grown-up, it was a boy, and he didn't have a hand grenade. He had a uh, candy bar. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to those folks. You know what I don't tell them to do? I don't give them any kind of self-help technique. Okay. I say, we know how to fix this for you. All you do is show up and we'll do it for you because it's too much to convince some to teach somebody how to handle that kind of thing on their own it shouldn't be handled on your own you shouldn't have to give yourself haircuts john just just on this particular bit there must be a percentage of intellects and and minds that find a way out of this conundrum and explain it to themselves and they are okay but it's probably not the majority, but more a minority well, that really can't like, dig themselves out, yeah? Yeah, when it's something like the situation that I described, where a yeah. guy mistakenly kills some yes. child, that's a really unlikely one to work your way out of. Yes, um, yeah. I, I had a fella who was a commander, and, and he's in an armor, he's in a vehicle with a bunch of his men, and he says, stop the vehicle! And they stop it, and he tells everybody, stay where you are. And then he gets out, and he walks a few yards to piss. Yeah. So he's over there pissing. That's why he wanted the thing to stop. He says, stop, yeah. and he had to piss. 
He says, stay yeah. here. Well, of course. Yeah. And he goes over yeah. and pisses on a tree. Unfortunately, the vehicle gets uh, uh, blown up. This guy tells me, I tell these guys, stop. Yes. Or they wouldn't have been there. Yeah. I tell them, stay in the thing. Or they wouldn't have been there. I kill them. Yeah, yeah, he takes responsibility. Well, no, you didn't. You took right. a piss. Mm. You know, hello? Yeah. Um, you, you can't make decision based on what happens after it. You can't decide whether you're going to do something based on what will happen after you've done it. You can't decide whether or not to take a piss based on whether or not somebody will blow somebody up after you've finished. Yeah. There's, so we got to get this terrible mechanism of guilt and shame out of people um, so that they're free to be clear and live great lives and do things that are best for themselves best for the world. What I'm describing mm. is so radically different from what people are familiar with. Let me mention a couple of ways people might become mm. more familiar with it. Um, every month, uh, six times a month, um, I do a um, open um, uh, group called Solutions. You can come, you can bring anybody you'd like, any of your wonderful listeners can come. You just mm -hmm. go to the website, rapidresolutiontherapy.com, and register mm -hmm. for solutions. In the solutions thing, people raise their hands with different issues. I'm worried about this, or I'm dealing with that, or this. And the issues range to everything you could possibly imagine. I meet with that person live right there in front of the rest of the people, and do something that often makes a very significant difference, and then go to the next, the next, the next, the next, maybe handle 20 of them in a row wow. over um, two, three hours. Uh, that goes on. That's free. So if people want to have some sense, yeah. and, and some, a lot of those people are never going to see any of us um, other than that, and that's fine because yeah. we can make a huge contribution to improve the world and people don't have to pay for any of that help and it's there ongoing and it's making a difference for people. There are that so that's one way to learn about it. We have free resources like a recording that promotes healing. People I know at least one uh, emergency room doc that has his staff listen to that recording before every single shift has been doing it all through COVID, still does it. So he says, well, I don't want my staff getting sick. Um, so we all sit and listen to it together before we uh, say, okay, bring in the, bring in the wounded here. Um, and um, so that's available. People can download uh, the chapters of uh, the initial chapter of both of the books. I believe one is called Life-Changing Conversations, one's called Grief is Not Sacred, um, yeah. which you can purchase on Amazon. Um, I, I think you can do that in Europe, if not, call us. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> so those are ways to, to learn about this 
process. We really want to yes. make sure people aren't suffering. And we want to make sure people aren't suffering regardless of their economic situation. There are some people that come to see me that probably have enough money to buy Switzerland. Um, but I don't want to just serve those folks. Yeah. I, I want to serve people who don't have any resources. In fact, I want to serve them even more. And that's why we, we make sure that we have services available at all the way to free. People can remain yes. in ongoing, experiencing treatment to move them forward in life at no charge by attending the Solutions Program. Um, and, and there are a bunch of other opportunities. And I also do um, training for people who want to learn to utilize these tools and processes. Um, so we have a training coming up called Clinical Hypnosis with Rapid Trauma Resolution on January 26th. Um, and it, if people have any interest in, in being in that, um, there's a code that you can put in where you get a, um, a discount, a significant mm. discount. It's just clear 25 clear c-l-e-a-r 25 that's the code that'll take significant um money off of whatever people would do with us but you don't have to pay us anything come and just let us work with you for free that would that would be <laughs> do fun. they find the courses also over uh, via rapid resolutions therapy.com it's rapid resolution therapy.com they'll list all the different courses the yeah. wonderful interview you're having with me now will be there so that people can be able to uh, learn from you and know who you are and what you're doing. Um, and that's where to register and get involved with everything. RapidResolutionTherapy.com. John, before we come back to the commander, but because I would love to, to see which angle you would take, though, I'll show another example by talking about the commander of how you would get there. But just while you talk about your books, are these books, would you call them self-help books? Would they be more case studies that sort of explain the, the behind the scenes what happens? Or how, how would I use your books the, the best? Or just to get to know sort of... What a beautiful a question, more. sir. Beautiful question. Mm -hmm. Both books are written this way. Um, you'll read people I met with, for instance... The first chapter in the book called Life-Changing Conversations is concerns a meeting I had with a young lady. She was about 21, a lovely gal. She had a seizure disorder where she kept having many seizures during the day, and so she had to wear a helmet all the time. If she went out for a walk, she had to use like a three-pronged cane. Uh, yep. Only 21, beautiful young lady. She, she couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And she came in. She'd been getting treatment at very reputable uh, clinics medically and psychologically for years for this thing. They couldn't seem to get anywhere with her. She came in for a visit. Um, she's never had another seizure. Um, she does TED Talks 
and uh, has a has a great practice healing others. Um, so it was so so that thing is the first chapter. The way it's done is, I just give you word for word how it happened. Yes, I said this. She said this. I said this. She said that, and then I'm also explaining how it's happening on another column over here. So here's exactly what happened. Here's how it's happening. Who is the, this appropriate for? Anybody who would find that interesting. Of course, yeah. people who are in the coaching or mental health field or substance abuse field or grief field or metaphysical field or all those supposedly helping people fields um, would benefit. But so would people who just are looking to understand things about how people's minds shift. Because when you're learning how they shift, it will begin applying to you. Um, yeah. And so it, it it's useful in both ways. But easier than buying the book would be to just tune in and, and, and be part of what we're doing. And it's free. It sounds like that. Yes. And you get to watch it live. You get to watch it yes. happen. So if we come back to the commander, so he told you that, yeah. and you probably don't buy as much into his story or try to analyze what exactly is going on, because that sounds quite complex and probably the, the traditional way that seems to often go nowhere or have a lot of therapy sessions to get anywhere. You have a different approach there. Well, I would want to get his mind to know this. This thing isn't happening, it doesn't mean anything, and there's nothing to be done about it. Hence, okay. you don't need to create any thoughts or feelings about it at all. How do you convince him about that? Well, you, can, you don't convince him. You get the part of his mind that's unconscious that has been causing the feelings to continue to show up because... It, it, because that part of the mind, Sebastian, has been reading the information as if the damn thing is about yeah. to happen. Gotcha. If it's about to happen, we better let you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's the solution? To get to that part of the mind, open the channel, and then yes. say, that's not going to happen. No. That's never going to happen. And then... Well, you might say, what do you mean never going to happen? It already happened. Well, it's never mm -hmm. going to happen. It will never happen. It'll never happen. The guy isn't in the military. He's not going to be ordering people to stay in trucks while he takes a piss. It's never going to happen. No thought about it has any value. Um, and, and when his mind gets that, it goes, oh, well, then never mind. Yes. Uh, and... and 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 it's done, but what what one other quick thing that's different about yeah. this process and other processes people have been experiencing? If somebody comes to me or somebody that trains with me, we know it's our job to get you better. Mm -hmm. In the rest of the mental health industry, it's not. So when somebody doesn't get better that this social worker treated, she's likely to say, well, he was resistant. 
He wasn't motivated. He, he didn't take responsibility. Um, well, in my world, if I don't get them better, it's, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't have the skill. Let me find somebody who does and connect you. So that's how we would deal with that. We wouldn't tell you you didn't get better because you were resistant, you were screwed up, you didn't care enough, you didn't try enough. We'd say, hey, if I couldn't assist you, man, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. That's on me. I didn't have the skill because it's my job to get you better. Um, and um, so that's a big difference. Very big difference. There's also a conflict of interest, of course, because if you make money, make a living off, off, of someone being sick, I think in the therapy world that is really tricky because you might have a good client that, you know, sees some results, but at the moment where you really finish and the client is, you know, the therapy is finished, that they are good, that moment the income stream would, would, uh, would stop. I'm not saying Actually, that, that that's it's, always it's the intent. Actually, it's very interesting tricky. and it's very concerning to people in this these businesses, mental health and coaching and what have you. But here's the facts. The facts are that you know somebody who's been in therapy and she's been in therapy for seven years and she's very well educated as to why she's unhappy and would be happy to explain it to you if you have about 25 hours free. So everybody, everybody knows that kind of situation. Um, and so therapists are afraid if, if, if the person doesn't stay sick, he's not going to keep coming and paying. You don't need them to keep coming and paying because there'll be other people. There'll be a ton of other people want to have that spot because people actually want to get better. They don't want an education as to why they're not better or to spend seven years getting somebody helping them to cope with the fact that they're screwed up. They want to just get better. So if we're getting people better. We don't have any trouble filling my time, I'll tell you. I, I, they have trouble scheduling, you know, Christmas as an afternoon to take off. There's no trouble scheduling because people want those results. So if you get rid of one, there's another. You know, if, just on that topic, if you, if you think that, you know, those are like, like people act in the world because it's a reaction of what might have happened in their childhood or a generation before and so on. So with your technique, if I, if I just have a bird's eye view, it can stop these things instantly because the crazy thing about trauma, of course, it doesn't necessarily only apply to that individual that had the trauma. In fact, maybe everyone has some sort of thing that actually happened a generation or to before and they still carry it in it so it's it's just very exciting that 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 your way of dealing with this will take it out of the equation and so the next generation will not have to deal with something that they have never even lived through anyway and 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 yeah that's that's so that matters so much to me that's uh, i mean that's the flag we're we're waving let's do that while there's still an earth to save yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all this this baggage, um, and and as you said, most people don't want to have the baggage anyway. They're not interested in that. But somehow, there there is so little help to actually really move through that rapidly, as 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 you have discovered. 
So I'm sure many people listen. See, see, many of our listeners are actually therapists or really interested in that in one um, in one way or another. You were we were talking about training earlier. How how long is is a training to actually be really effective in helping people through through the, the, the training that's like coming like up? That's called clinical hypnosis with rapid resolution therapy is 60 hours over 10 weeks and yeah. uh, it's on Zoom. If people are um, able to be there live, that's certainly my yeah. preference, but people have their own schedules and lives and may miss however much they miss and all of it's recorded so people can then get that part done later if they couldn't make it live. That class gives lots of information that has three purposes. One is, I'd like to create a personal breakthrough for everyone taking the class. Two yeah, is, I'd like, if you take my class, that you're better as a husband, better as a, a, a father, better employer, better with your team, that you have more ability and grace, particularly around people who, when they experience things that are difficult and troubling, you become a source of, of peace and comfort and healing. So that's the second m mission. The third one for the class is, um, if you really like this um, and get into it and want to do it, this can be a really interesting um, and, and quite lucrative career that can all be done right from your home. And so we have people making very, very good livings, um, uh, doing stuff that they really like doing during hours that they really like doing them without even having to go anywhere to get it done. I mean, it's amazing. I'm in Florida, you're in it's Germany, and I feel like you know, you're a few feet from me. I do. I yeah. mean, I feel like, we're, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you why you didn't even offer me coffee. Um, it's <laughs> it's so close, you know, yeah. so connected and so close. Then we just continue and have a, a, tons of courses and things available for people to get better and better and better and better at it. You know, so if I say to you, um, hey, how long is it going to take um, mm. you to teach my kid how to ice skate? You might say, well, you, you want him to be able to get all the way across the rink without falling on his head? That's going to take me about this long. You want the kid to be jumping in the air and spinning like a top and landing on one foot? It's going to take a bit longer. Yeah. So how long does it take to learn to do this? It kind of depends on how how fancy you want to be doing it. Yeah. Um, we have some people who really want to be doing it in powerful and effective ways, and they enjoy spending time continuing to get better at it. And that includes me, because I'm pretty sure I'm a work in progress, and that my effectiveness is better today than it was a month ago, and isn't as good as it'll be in a month. That's how I think of it for me. So I haven't gotten there. But I'm getting better. And I'm looking to get other people better 
so we can do things for others that make things better for them and therefore better for the whole world. Because like what's better for you, Sebastian's better for your kids, better for everybody that you encounter, your guests, your friends, the whole world gets better as you get better. Yeah, and 60 hours investment. I mean, you were talking early on about, you know, schools and what you learn at schools. These types of skills, in my mind, are the ones that really matter in the future, because it's, it's our society has moved on from having to memorize things for you, you know, for then becoming an effective employee. That's not the case anymore, because nowadays, I believe work has a lot to do with how you interact with your with your co-workers, with your customers, and, and what values do you show? And, and you know, is, is there a, is Absolutely. That a, a genuine and all of that? And, you know, 60 hours, you could put that easily into one semester for, you know, just high school kids. If that means they can help their peers to move through things or, um, I or themselves. I would someday to have the opportunity to do that, to do classes for... Uh, people who work in hospitals, nurses, nurses' aides, physicians, yes. or technicians, so that they understand how they can use words to comfort and heal, because nobody taught them that. Nobody taught them that. I mean, mm. and they're smart and they care. It's just nobody taught them how to do it. I want to teach them how to do it, teach all the medical people how to do it, and all the people in mental health and all the people in coaching and all the mm. people in the grief industry, and maybe the educational industry. I mean, there's a lot for us to do. I feel like there are oceans all over the planet, and I have successfully removed one teaspoonful of ocean. <laughs> uh, you might say, oh, good job. I'll say, yeah, isn't that good? But I think there's a, a, an ocean still there, and there's an ocean of misery still there that I, I can't fix it myself yes. it's too big but i can get more and more people to know how to fix it for others mm. and that's what i can leave the world with yeah very very beautiful john thank I, you sir I, I do have to ask you one more question before, before i let you go like it is actually a nice finish but i just i'm, I'm just a very curious person I, I i just try to really wrap my head around like how, how oh, this you is ask possible. great questions go ahead what's the next oh, thank one? you you called it the self. That's really where, where the story happens, where it's like, you know, the commander still told it will still happen. You know, there's still that, that danger and so on. You find language. So first of all, are there many different languages that you have to use for different circumstances or personality types? Right? Is there quite a range or, or is it actually yeah. fairly simple? And you say, it doesn't matter. A human is a human. It's, it's, it's fairly, yeah, there, there are just a few or not or, or just one. I said things to you, Sebastian, that you found amusing, that mm. somebody else would have found insulting or, or right. sacrilegious or yeah. awful. Um, so yes, um, it's, it's not like an assembly line. You got somebody in front of you, you want to gear what you're doing to that particular individual which isn't necessarily the same as another individual, even another individual who talks about the same problem. So if you come in and say, my fear is of riding in buses, and then four other people came in on the same day, and what's going on with you? I have a fear of riding in buses. Well, everybody's coming in with freaking bus fear. 
would I be doing the same thing with each of them? No, because there is similarity in the fear, but there's differences in the mind and the experiences and the beliefs. And so there's a different way to get in to a different lock. You don't use the, we don't have a key that opens every yes. lock, but we have a lot of keys. <laughs> so and is that something that that I would know through life experience and say oh, I know how I had like would I as an individual have many keys myself or is that something you need to really specifically learn to actually know I I have the oh, this toolbox now these these many keys and I have to learn to use this one here this one here I, this I one don't there. think it's intuitive or logical I don't think what I've figured out that will get people better is something that somebody would just logically figure out. Um, it's not a normal way to think. Um, um, <laughs> but they threw me out of the normal club a long time ago. Yeah, so it's not a normal way to think. We can teach you how to do this thing. Can you just figure it out without learning it from somebody? Probably not. Probably not. But but you know, like you don't have to. It's Because like, you got the keys. And I get some bananas without going over to that grocery store. Well, who cares? Yeah. You get them at the grocery store. <laughs> Just go get them where you have them. And, and we have it. We have the bananas. We want to make sure you get them. And we want to make sure you get them, even if you don't have a nickel to pay for them. Yes. All you need to be learning a whole lot from us is an internet connection and an interest in giving it uh, a shot and it's will either be interesting or not but if it's not interesting we probably wouldn't be good for you anyway it's interesting to a whole lot of people so those yes. are the folks we're ready to do this with hey sebastian if If somebody ever cancels on you last minute or what have you, yeah. I'm loving being with you. If I could do it again someday, oh, that, that would be wonderful. Be, that would be amazing. I'd, I'd, yes. I'd love to have you. I want to mention again that if people type in that code that says clear 25, that'll get yeah. a significant discount over most of the stuff that we're offering. I am doing a live training in Uh, Florida, uh, sometime in January, we have a bunch of people who are already registered from different mm. places in Europe. If one of your people found that to be an interesting yes. thing to do, we get to actually see you in person and, and make some things happen there. I don't know whether you, that would even make sense if you haven't even been yes. with us you're gonna go flying over here from well <laughs> um, i think it's thank you Th thanks for the offer i i really i found this conversation really incredible and and to me as i said before it's it's really the future because if you're really solution focused often ways open up because you're actually looking for what do we really want to achieve do we want to relive trauma no no we actually want this person to be you know, a happy, healthy, effective member of, of, of society, you know, and enjoy their part. life. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a great treat, Sebastian. I'll be thinking of you, you and wishing you the very best 
Let me know if what, that little thing we did for you uh, pays yes. off. I think it will. Oh, terrific. Like I'm saying, if you run short of uh, guests, I'd love yeah. to jump up again oh, I would love to last go. minute if we made it happen. That'd be yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, see, John, it's funny. Um, I was thinking more about talking the types of traumas. What can, why, why nowadays people have, when you, we talk about rape, I actually have, look, I think 50% of my my former partners have had one or another experience, sometimes severely. Um, you know, even, Isn't that something? I'll, it's let me something. just repeat what you said, because that shouldn't just go by. Yeah. 50% of people mm. who were your lovers had mm. previously been sexually assaulted. Mm. And you know what? That doesn't surprise me. And you know what else? It's really huh. sad that it doesn't surprise me. Yes. No. Um, and but after listening to thousands of people talk about uh -huh. s sexual assaults, by the way, the statistics are phenomenal in terms of the likelihood of sexual assault, but the statistics are based on who reported it. And yes. I find... Yes, I mean, how are they going to do statistics about things they never heard of? So it's obviously of things that were reported, the vast majority of people that I've met with did not report a yeah. sexual assault. Yeah. It's extremely yes. rare. So the See, amount of sexual assaults, that's like phenomenal. It's like oceans all over the, I mean, it's like amazing. Yes. yes. And I don't know how to make them stop. But I think if we can get people to not be completely, not be so emotionally screwed up by a, an ineffective educational system, mental health system, that then we'll probably have less people that are so freaking deranged that they think it's exciting to rape people. And we'll be able to get people yeah. over it. And that's where yes. we're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're better at getting over it than we are at uh, getting the streets well lit and yeah getting getting more of a police presence i don't know how to do that yeah yeah it's it, see yeah i mean i like that we were really solution focused in our conversation but yeah i was wondering it's like is it more than before as, as it has before you know like 100 years ago was it as much or not because we really don't have any statistics and i doubt if we went back to feudal times we would find life better no yes no, certainly not. Well, <laughs> but our ability to destroy the entire planet has never been better than it is now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and the multiplier effect of, you know, whatever we believe is the right ethics. Like if I think a bit about Disney, Disney is a very, very powerful institution because they can really show us like, this is what a good human does. This is what a bad human does. This is how we should think. And, you know, all the media, of course. And, yeah, I always think about that and think, like, who are the people that are Disney? You know, they are the people that have been raped. They have the people that have raped, maybe, you know, who knows. But, you know, like, creating a better society will ultimately also change the influences on others. Like, that's just, I guess it's just the flow on. Well, um, I, I think that's, you know, right on. And I love Donald Duck. <laughs> so, um, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to like about Mickey and Minnie and, and, and Cinderella's castle? Hey, yeah, exactly. It was hey. amazing to be with you, Sebastian. Enjoy your John, friend. You. Um, 
and um, get out of Germany. Yeah, shall do. Hey, thank you very much for being so uh, gracious <laughs> with your time as well and go a little bit over. I would love to talk to you again, John. For Let's sure. make it and, happen. Uh, I would spread. Uh, I will spread the word and I am actually, I think it's, I consider doing your course. I don't know if I can do January because we just moved, but um, I think it's a fantastic tool to have. Like I just look at my employees, my, but also my managers having that, I call it empathy. It's probably the wrong word for what we're talking about, but you know, like actually understanding how to assist people to Still. move over whatever the issue is. It's just a fantastic way. You to have go. enough, you have more than enough empathy. Mm. I don't want to give you one bit more. It's about Good. skill. So you see right. this gal and she's upset and she's shook up and the yes. horrible thing happened to her. Mm. I don't need to get you to care more. Gotcha. You care enough, Sebastian. Right. But would you like to have the skill to turn the dials and cause her to mm. be okay? Yes. That's the thing. That's what we'll teach That's you. Fantastic. I have a sense you're going to show up. Hmm. <laughs> Me too, John. You know, I like things that work, and this really does work. So I love yeah, it. I have a sense we're going to see you. <laughs> Thank you, John. Take care, brother. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah. Thank you so much. Go well. Bye bye. We hope you got a lot out of today's inspiring conversation. Please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Whether they are a seasoned health expert or just beginning their wellness journey, these stories of remarkable transformation, success and valuable insights will certainly help empower more people. Until next time, have the best life ever.